let's discuss how to find rest for our souls. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our poor parents and that leadership made them slaves. Shalom, 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 family, and welcome back to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Listen, I am so thankful that you guys have taken this time out to listen to this podcast because like I've always say, you could be anywhere else doing anything else, but you have chose to rock with your boy just for a few minutes right here on Jacob Seed Podcast where the diaspora speaks. The whole point of this podcast is to get positive, thought-provoking, encouraging content out to the African-American community who are a part of the African Semitic diaspora, also known as the Hebrew community. Listen, everybody that's been supporting Jacob Seed Podcast I thank you for your support. I thank you for your one-time gifts. I thank you for your monthly support. Um, All those that are supporting me monthly, um, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Um, I I don't know what else to say. I thank you. So just know that if you do support me monthly, I do have a... um, a monthly zoom call um every first sunday um of the month uh get on a zoom call for about 30 minutes and uh we just discuss different things that's going on in your areas and i try to help my brothers and sisters out uh to, to come up with some ideas on how they can uh better help their communities um wherever you are from from new york to la i don't know everything uh but what i do know I try to give it to you. Uh, those for that's for our monthly supporters. You can do anything from uh, ninety nine cents uh, all the way on up. Um, go to jacobseed.com, press that support button, um, and it can give you more information on that. We also sell t shirts, merch, t shirts, uh, uh, notebooks, um, hoodies, uh, masks. If if you go to a, if you're in a, a county or state that requires masks, and most of them do your job. Listen, hey. Don't go buy from other people. Go buy, buy right here from jacobseed.com, you know, from Jacob Seed Podcast. Go to jacobseed.com, press that store button. You got everything you need. You got everything from t-shirts, hoodies, onesies for your newborn baby, all that good stuff. jacobseed.com, press the store button. Um, press the support button. Uh, we got everything there for you. Uh, also, you can follow us on um, social media. Follow us on Instagram at JacobC12. Also on Facebook, just look for JacobC Podcast. Um, all your podcast episodes, you can get at JacobC.com, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Radio, wherever you get your podcast from, Jacob Seed is probably on there. So let's get right into this episode. And we're talking about rest for your soul. So on every season, I'm in season six now. Um, thanks you, thanks for uh, you know all of my supporters. I I wouldn't be able to do this without you all. Um, so uh, we are by God's graces and by your support on season six. And in every season, I attempt to um, give you all, my listeners, some tips on how to rest or how to relieve stress or um, how to meditate and what to meditate on. 
um, so that you don't have to go through life like uh, most Americans do. And I say America because I don't know how other countries function. I've never been there. I've never raised there. So I'm going to keep my expertise right here in the United States of America. And we know that the United States of America is a 24-7 operation. It does not stop. Um, the majority of this country runs off of um, warehouse jobs, distribution, um, uh, um, uh, finance, whatever it may be, things that happen 24-7, you know, and even when you're off, you're really not off, uh, especially depending on uh, if you're a supervisor, lead, manager, regional manager, whatever your job may be, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you always have your phone, you always have your computer, you're always checking emails, you're always doing spreadsheets, you're doing something that requires your time and attention. And then when you add in a spouse and children on top of that, or if you're taking care of your of a parent or whatever it may be, that adds more stress all to the situation. Uh, so my goal for each season is to try and um, give you all tips on how to just Find rest so you can just <sighs> breathe in the midst of a bunch of chaos. Um, and sometimes your lives aren't chaos. Everybody's life is not full of chaos and drama and, um, and uh, jobs that are uh, very demanding. But if you are a Hebrew, our Torah tells us that we need to have rest. The creator of this world our Elohim, um, the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, the scriptures say that he does not slumber, nor does he sleep. But guess what he did on the seventh day after creating everything? He took a rest. He took a rest. And we ought to take a rest too because he took a rest. And not just because he took a rest, but he commanded us on the seventh day to rest. But we're not just talking about rest for our bodies in this episode. We're talking about rests for your soul. So when we look into the scriptures, and when I say the scriptures, I'm, I'm specifically talking about uh, everything between uh, Genesis and Malachi or Genesis and uh, Second Chronicles, depending on how your Bible is uh, done. But because uh, when we look in the Brit Hadashah, uh, which is the Renewed Testament, we see Paul tell Timothy that scripture um, is good for reproof. So back then, did he have a New Testament? No, he didn't. So what was he talking about? He was talking about the Tanakh. Uh, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about the scriptures is good for reproof and correction and encouragement. And it's God breathed and all that good stuff. He's talking about the Tanakh. I'm not saying that the Brit Hadashah is not uh, inspired, but uh, I'm just saying he wasn't talking about that then. But that's probably another podcast for another another podcast episode for another time. Um, yeah. I don't want to open up that can of worms. But anyway, um, so we look into the Tanakh. There are two primary ways that we find rest, okay? One of them we know of is Shabbat. So on the seventh day, you work from the first day of the week, which this, this, uh, this environment calls Sunday, and you work all the way to the sixth day of the week with this, which this environment calls a Friday. And that Friday evening, you have what's called Erev Shabbat. Uh, so you have a dinner with your family, yourself, if you're single. Uh, you light some candles, you uh, say some Shabbat prayers, you, you eat a meal, you say some blessings, um, and you begin your rest all the way into the evening of Shabbat, which this environment calls Saturday, right? 
Uh, so we know that at Shabbat, and I'll read something on Shabbat as well um, and in Isaiah, but I want to start in Jeremiah because I think the problem with a lot of us in the Hebrew community is that we cannot find rest for our souls because we have not learned how to humble ourselves. We're very prideful people, and I get it. I understand. So if you even go back to the, you know, first couple seasons of this podcast, you'll, you'll hear a lot of pride and, and passion. And I still have passion now, and I'm a, a proud, pr- proud to be a Hebrew man. Uh, but that pride and that passion led to me saying some things that I don't necessarily believe today. I don't take those episodes down because uh, I want to be honest and transparent with you. I want to allow you to see the growth uh, that has happened with me and with this podcast. So as I grow, so does the podcast, and hopefully as you hopefully as you listen, uh, you grow along with us. So with every episode, with every interview, with every guest host, I, I pray that there's growth that comes through this. And one of the things that I had to learn is that we have to be a people that are humble, because if 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 we are not a people that is humble, uh, the pride that we carry will continue to crush us. The pride that we carry will continue to crush us. And if we are continually crushed, we will never find rest for our souls. And the reason why a lot of us are prideful is because uh, we've been lied to. When you come into this way, the first thing you realize that, man, for X amount of years, I've been lied to by whatever religion or organization that you came out of that was lying to you. And then you found out, man, I'm a part of the tribes of Jacob, the tribes of Yaakov, the 12 tribes that the creator of this world used to bring forth his message to the other nations. That tribe, those tribes, I'm a part of that. And nobody told me. Now, a lot of us, we express that in anger. We express that in Uh, extreme prideful acts, making people kiss our boots, cussing out people of other nations on street corners and uh, disrespecting women and and all these different things that that come out. Um, And these are just generalizations. These are obviously this is not true about the whole awakening, uh, but these are true about the people who have not dealt with their own trauma. They have not dealt with their anger. They have not dealt with the fact that they've been lied to. And they just took all those emotions, bottled them up, took a few scriptures and ran with them. And now these are the people, unfortunately, with the loudest mouths and the ones that the cameras seem to catch when they want to talk about a quote unquote Hebrew Israelite. But yet, they don't come to the assemblies or uh, the different camps that don't do that, that have an understanding of humility and uh, have an understanding of love and have an understanding that we are the prophets uh, to the other nations as a whole, all nations. You read Isaiah 56, you, you read the whole book of Jonah, you read uh, the end of, of, of Matthew and, and Luke and John and all these different things. And, and, and we see that we are to go uh, not only to our own, we go to our own first, but then, as Shaul did, to the other nations as well. And because we don't see that, because we don't, experience or or because some of us are not taught to be humble. Um, Some of us read it and say, man, you ought to be humble. But when they're talking about 
Humbleness, they're talking about humbleness amongst the Hebrew brethren and sister. But yet we don't teach each other how to be humble amongst the nations. Because we forget it's not because we were a large group of people, not because we were the best of people that the Most High chose us. He chose the least so that he can get the glory when everything through us was done. Because they would look at us and say, how can these people do X, Y, Z? They must have a Elohim behind them. And that's, if you look in the Tanakh, that's what all of their enemies that they face understood that, man, it ain't really Israel, but it's the God that fights for Israel that we fear. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to read this, and, and we, we, we've gone over this in concert in my assembly, but I'm going to read this for you. It's Isaiah. I'm sorry. It's Jeremiah uh, chapter 6, verse 16. And I'll break it down a little bit for you because I really want us to understand the meaning of rest for our souls, not just your body. Because when we come into the way, it's, it's a holistic belief. We have healing and rest. We want to be whole in our mind, in our body, and in our soul. Everything. The, the, the Elohim that we serve is not just, 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 just concerned with your mind, not just concerned with your body, not just concerned with your soul. He's concerned with all three aspects equally because they're all important and they all work in tandem together. They're all wired together. So we're going to talk about rest for your souls. How do we get that? How do we get rest for your souls? So reading um, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, it says, and this is um, Jeremiah prophesying to the wayward people of Judah, the kingdom of Judah. He says, here is what Adonai says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask about the ancient paths. Which one is the good way? Take it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not take it. So Jeremiah is prophesying to Judah. And, and we know the outcome. They didn't listen to Jeremiah and they end up 70 years in captivity in Babylon before they were able to come out. And we read those stories and about and, and Esther and uh, Nehemiah and, and Ezra. But Jeremiah said, listen, there's a way out of this. Number one, you're standing at a crossroad. And he says, ask about the ancient paths. So for us, what would be the ancient paths? And this is, this is a lot of times what I use for our, our brothers and sisters who are not in the way. What are our ancient paths? Our ancient path is the Tanakh, the Torah, our written law and our oral traditions. These are our ancient paths. And Jeremiah said, ask about these paths. And you'll find rest for your soul. Learn about them. Inquire about them. Start to incorporate these ancient paths, these ancient ways into your life. You'll find rest for your soul. Then Judah said, hey, we don't want to do that. We want to continue to burn our children to Moloch, to pray to whatever God we want to pray, eat whatever we want to eat, go where we want to go, come and, and lead, do all this other stuff. And that's unfortunately the same response that we have from a lot of our brothers and sisters who are not in the way. 
But now, check this out. There are a lot of brothers and sisters who are in the way because of their unwillingness to be humble. Don't ask about the ancient paths. Why not? Uh-oh, this is, this is about to touch a lot of people. Okay, this is about to touch a lot of people. They don't want to ask about the ancient paths because they don't like the people who currently have our stuff. Ah. They don't ask about the ancient path because they have they feel some kind of way about the people who currently have our stuff. So in order to ask about the ancient path, do we currently own our stuff? Children, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, obviously, because I'm on the other side of this, this radio or phone or whatever you listen to this on, but do we own our stuff? Do we own our own temples? Do we have control over Israel, Jerusalem, and all these places? Do we have the, 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 uh, the oldest manuscripts in our possession of our Tanakh, of our oral traditions? No, we don't. We don't own it. We lost it. Matter of fact, most of us forgot about it because we obviously through the transatlantic slave trade and the trans-Saharan slave trade, which is still going on, by the way. Uh, but some of that stuff was literally beat out of us. We forgot the ancient path. And all praises to the Most High that he has chosen some of us to be awakened and begin to learn again. But here's the thing. There's some European Jewish brothers and sisters who have our stuff. Some of them understand who we are and accept it. Others either lack the knowledge and don't accept it or they know and don't care, don't accept it. whatever the reason is. They got our stuff. We have to humble ourselves and ask, hey, um, you kind of got our stuff. You may not say it in this way, but you kind of got our stuff, and we need to learn. We need to be retaught of who we are and how we ought to worship, how we ought to live. Our whole community needs to be retaught about everything. Could you help us? That's what it means by asking for the ancient past. How do I know that's what it means? Because guess what? You don't know. We don't know our ancient paths. We, we, we trying to pray and light incense to our ancestors. We, 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 we busting crystals and burning sage and talking about either all of us are from Egypt or all of us from Spain and all this other crazy stuff. We have no clue what our ancient path is except for the few that the Most High has chosen to awaken and say, hey, brother, hey, sister, did you know that you're an Israelite? Did you know that you are from the bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Did you know that you're one a part of the, one of the 12 tribes? Did you know that the Most High has chosen you uh, to bring about salvation? Salvation uh, through 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 the tribe. Salvation came through you in the person of Yahshua, who was our Messiah. Did you know that you related to Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and 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 the King David and King Solomon and 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 all these different characters and and Josiah and uh, Samuel and Yahshua and 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 Paul and and Matthew, Mark and all these different people. Did you know you related to them? Most high opened some of our eyes up. But here's the issue. Because we don't like who has our stuff, we don't want to ask them about no ancient ways. And because of that, we just start making up stuff. 
We, we, we make up stuff about dietary laws. We make up stuff about uh, um, um, when and where to do feast days. We, we make up stuff about how certain clothing ought to look. We make up certain stuff, how the prayers ought to sound and how certain things ought to be pronounced. Can I tell y'all something? We, even, we, even, we, we are even so prideful that we don't even want to learn our own language. I ain't saying people got to be fluent in Hebrew, but what person do you know? Listen, if, if, if you did an ancestry test and found out, man, this whole time I thought I was African-American. Say you didn't even know you was a Hebrew. And Ancestry.com said you're 90% Mexican. Would that person not want to try to learn Spanish? We've done all this research, have all these books, have all these documentaries, have all this biblical evidence that we're Hebrews and we reject our own language because we don't want to be taught by the people who know it. And you necessarily don't have to be taught by them. There's plenty of people who have classes and different things that, that look just like you, just look like, just look like you and me. But because some of us say, oh, that language was tainted, that's, uh, you know, uh, he's going to give us a pure language. How do you know the Hebrew ain't the pure language? That's the language he spoke to everybody in. That's the language he spoke to Moses in. That's the language he, he spoke to Shaul or Paul in when he knocked him off that horse. How do you know that ain't the pure language? That's the language he gave us. All the nations, I believe, will be speaking our language at the end of the day. But because, oh, that's Ashkenazi. Listen. Ashkenazis will tell you, you go to New York City right now and, and speak to a, um, a Hasidic Jew, they'll tell you they don't speak Hebrew. Some of them may for the prayers and stuff, but their main language is Yiddish. Yiddish and Hebrew are not the same. When you learn Hebrew, you learn Hebrew from a Sephardic perspective who are people of color. 1492, they were kicked out of Spain, sent to the northern Africa regions of Algeria and and Morocco, sent to Cape Verde, sent to St. Tome. You go find me a white person in any of those countries right now. You go find me a European in any of those countries right now. You can't find them. They don't exist. So you're learning. The, the, the things are out there available for us, because, but because we don't like the way it's packaged, we don't want to ask about the ancient past. So we're just like our, our stiff-necked, Hardened heart ancestors who are too prideful to turn the right way. When said, hey, go ask about the ancient past so you can have rest for your soul. They said, no, we don't want it. I'll read it for you again. Jeremiah 6, 16. And here's what Adonai says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask about the ancient paths. Which one is the good way? Take it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not take it. Listen, there's a, uh, there's a great series about uh, what is the name of the Messiah by Zion Lex on YouTube. Just type in Zion Lex and you get it's like a four-part deal. Uh, he also has the origins of the Mishnah and the Talmud. And oh God, he said the Talmud. There's good and bad in everything. And when you actually read the Talmud and understand it and understand how to read it, you'll understand that a lot of some of this bad stuff that's in there, quote-unquote bad stuff, was added uh, thousands of years later by Europeans. But it was our ancestors who codified the Mishnah and the Talmud, who wrote down the oral tradition. It was not converts. Because if you believe the book, 
Arthur Kessler, the 13th tribe, you'll understand that people con- converted after the, so the mission and all that was codified in about the, the third, between the second, third, fourth centuries. According to Arthur Kessler, the European converts didn't start until about the 12, 13 centuries. So there were no European Jews in Babylon and or Jerusalem to even write a Mishnah or a Talmud. Those are your ancestors that wrote that. Those are your customs. Those are your ways. That's, 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 that's your culture. We ain't got to, listen, all I'm telling y'all, we don't have to go making up stuff. We already got stuff in front of us that we can use and we can learn from and glean wisdom from. But because we don't like the way it looks and how it's packaged and who uses it today, we want to say that it's evil. We want to say that it's wrong. Why? Because you read it. Have you read it? To know that it's, that it's wrong for yourself? That there's no wisdom in it for yourself? Or are you just going off the words of somebody who told you that? If you sit down and listen, there's a free app and I'll share the link um, on this in the, in the podcast description. You can go read it for yourself. You can read the Mishnah. You can read the Talmud. You can read the, uh, uh, the Mishnah Torah. You can read the, the Legends of the Jew. You can read all that stuff. A wealth of wisdom. All of our stuff to try to explain and to help you uh, walk through the Torah in a more excellent way. But because we reject the ancient path, we say we don't want that. Listen, there's some stuff in the Torah that I know brothers and sisters don't rock with because it's, it's too Jewish. I, I, I don't think it really says, man, listen, that's your customs, your culture. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't make it wrong. Because last time I checked, when uh, Europeans start rapping, singing R&B, we didn't stop producing hip-hop records and R&B records, did we? We didn't say, oh, my God, the Europeans are rapping and, and singing R&B. We need to stop. Nope, because we understand that's ours. That's our culture. When they start doing jazz music, when they start doing pop and, and all this other stuff that, that our people created, did we stop doing that? No, we didn't because we understood that that was our culture. When they start dressing like we dress, talk like we talk, because we know that we are influencers of the world, it's in our DNA because that was, that was the number one mission from us from Mount Sinai to influence the world for Yah, not for our own glory, but for his glory. But yet, because we're stiff-necked people, hardened hearts, we don't want to go back to the ancient path. We turned ourselves into our own gods. And now we've influenced the world with our culture. But do we stop doing what we're doing because other people are doing the same thing we're doing now? No, we don't. We keep on doing it. So just because the people that you may not like, that I say some of us maybe listen, maybe you do, like, I don't know. I don't know what your relationship is with the Jewish community. I would say that, it doesn't bother me one bit because I know who I am. I know who my people were. I know what bloodline I, bloodline I come from. If certain people want to say they come from that same bloodline, cool. I'm not going to argue about you who you believe that you are. Only you know that. I, but I know who I am. I know what my people's customs were. I know what my people's cultures were, and I'm not afraid to learn from somebody else just because they look a different way. Because the scriptures tell me to learn the ancient paths. Go back to those ancient ways. Why? So you can have rest for your souls. Wonder why so many 
so-called African Americans, our Hebrew brothers and sisters, we suffer from. So, I mean, I, I'm walking. Around, I drive around my city. I see so many of us suffer from mental illnesses. Walking around the city, talking to themselves, hitting themselves upside the head, tripping over themselves, living in poverty, living in homelessness. We deal with trauma each and every day of our lives. We snap. Women beating on men. Men beating on women. Uh, parents beating on their kids. We at the store flipping over cereal boxes. We at the bank throwing pins at the bank. We doing all kind of crazy stuff. All these fight videos. Trauma. Why? Because you don't have rest in your soul. Why not? Because we have not gone back to the ancient ways. Well, why not? Because we don't like who we got to ask to get our ancient, to get our culture. Oh, you getting that Ashkenazi? No, 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 no. The Ashkenazi had your culture. The Sephardic so-called got your culture. You need to go get that. Not in a prideful way, in a humble way. Because guess what? You don't know. You don't know. Remember, we forgot. Read the book of Baruch. He says, man, he, he going to wipe out the memory of Israel. He going to make you forget who you are, scatter you to the four corners of the earth. But when you awake, remember Jeremiah. Ask about those ancient paths. But in order to ask, you got to be humble. I know a lot, probably lost some people with this. That's okay. I don't have any angst about who I am. I understand what the truth is. I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to make up something because I don't like who happens to have a, uh, uh, a good idea about what my culture and customs are. I'm okay with that. So, so what a lot of us do, and the sad thing about it is a lot of us know who we are, but because they don't like who got our stuff, they go to Kemet route. They go to Moorish route. Because they would rather serve another God. They go the, the Islam route. They'd rather serve another God pick up somebody else's customs because they don't like the people who got our stuff or they just make up something. They make up some weird Hebrew, call it Hebrew. It's not Hebrew. Just, just because you have made it up, don't make it real. They make up some weird customs that our people never did. How we, how we are to observe the feasts. It's in the prayer books, the ancient prayer books. It's in our Mishnah. It's in our Talmud. It's in your Torah. You ain't got to make up nothing. It's written down for us. And it's in our oral tradition. So you got a double whammy. You just got to read it. And if you don't have understanding, go get the understanding from some people who have been doing our customs and our cultures for thousands of years now. And guess what? It's okay. If you want to have a rest for your souls, I'm not telling you to depend on that other nation by no means, by no means. But what I am telling you is you can glean wisdom about your own customs from that nation. Now, when, when, when people start, when they start adding in Germanic and Yiddish and European stuff, it, sta it stands out like a sore thumb. Because it just doesn't, it doesn't match the scriptures and it doesn't match the oral tradition. You can see where they added stuff because it's, and that's okay because that's their stuff. That's their tradition that they, they have brought into um, um, uh, uh, the, the, the Jewish walk. That's their tradition that they have brought into the Hebrew way. And that's okay. 
That's okay. Everybody, everybody has something that they bring to the table, and that's okay. That's what I'm trying to let people to say. We are so angry and uptight and filled with anger because, oh, these fake this and fake that. Man, listen, our Torah says if somebody converts, if you believe they're a convert, guess what? We ought to treat them just like a fellow Jew. That's what your Torah says. So why are you upset because somebody converted? Shouldn't you be glad? Shouldn't you be glad that they're serving the creator? They're serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's a double plus if they're awakened to the knowledge of, of Yahshua as Messiah. Shouldn't you be happy for that person and rejoicing for that person and not mad at that person because you believe that they stole something from you? But if you believe they stole something from you, how about you go and learn it and get it back? Not by force, not by means of violence, not by means of pride, but humbly asking, can you teach me? Can you show me? And guess what? If you don't like that route, there's plenty of humble brothers and sisters who've been that route and got some stuff and know some stuff and can teach you some stuff. They have it because they were humble enough to ask. There's brothers and sisters who, like Zion Lex, uh, he asks, or his teachers asked. Uh, brothers like, we go all the way back to uh, 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 another person in modern time, uh, Sister um, Only Love Austin. Humble and willing to ask and willing to put herself in circles where sometimes she's the only person that looked like her. The people that the Most High awakened in this country, Rabbi Matthew, Rabbi Ford, they were willing to go ask the Jewish community of New York, hey, we found out we Israelites. We need to learn our customs. Y'all been doing it for thousands of years. Teach us. That's why when you look at pictures of Rabbi Matthew, Rabbi Ford, that's, that's why they look like rabbinic uh, uh, um, Jews. They went and got their own customs. And then they taught other people. Anyway. I ain't going to beat that dead horse. If you want to have a rest for your soul, you have to have, I'm sorry, you have to have, um, you have to walk in humbleness because you have to ask. And everybody that looked like you may not know. But you, but you know what? You may have a Messianic Jewish community that's around you somewhere. You may have a traditional Jewish community that's around you somewhere. And they may say no, and that's okay. They say no, hey, reach out to some people that you know know that's in the community that know are, 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 they have a good idea of our, our written law and our ancient law. I'm glad I go to assembly that our elders, that my moron, my moray, they know and, and they don't have a problem asking and they teach us. I'm glad I go to an assembly that doesn't shy away from our customs and our traditions because, oh, they're too Jewish or uh, it's Ashkenazi or whatever it may be, these lies that are told because we can't get past our trauma and we can't humble ourselves to ask about the ancient past. So we want to make up some stuff. Anyway, moving on. So that's the ancient path, right? So that's one way to get rest for your souls, the ancient path. Share that with your family. Share that with your friends that's not in a way. Listen, y'all stressed out. Y'all got trauma you going through this, you going, you don't have to live this way. That's what Jeremiah was trying to tell his people. You don't have to live this way. These curses don't have to be upon you. 
King Nebuchadnezzar does not have to come in and destroy Jerusalem. We can get past this. If we just go back to the ancient paths, we can have rest for our souls. Let your family members know that. Let your spouse know that. Let your siblings know that. Let your children know that. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Mama, daddy, cousin, whoever. Let's go back to the ancient paths. What does that look like? Man, y'all ain't even got to get deep into to, to Mishnahs and all that. And hey, man, take them to Torah. Let's read the Torah. Show them how the Torah connects with Yahshua and how he is the living Torah, the living walking Torah, and how, how the Torah points us back to him. And he points us back to Elohim. Show them that. If you can live Torah, you can have rest for your so, next scripture is found in Isaiah. I believe it's Isaiah 58, 13, and 14, or maybe 14 or 15. Let me find it. <clears throat> it's Isaiah 58, 13, and 14. Remember, these we're talking about the two primary ways that you can find rest for your soul. The first way was asking about the ancient paths, all right? And going back to that, uh, the second primary way um, is found in Isaiah 58, verses 13 through 14. It reads, if you hold back your foot on Shabbat from pursuing your own interests on my holy day, if you call Shabbat a delight, Adonai's holy day worth honoring, then honor it by not doing your usual things or pursuing your interest or speaking about them. If you do, you will find delight in Adonai. I will make you ride on the heights of the land and feed you with the heritage of your ancestor Yaakov, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. So a lot of us, I know, we go into Shabbat with all kind of stress and worry. The Torah tells us not to take any burdens into Shabbat. If you want Shabbat to be a delight, if you want rest for your soul on Shabbat, on the Sabbath day, the scriptures say in Isaiah 13 and 14, it says, number one, um, do not pursue your own interests. Don't even talk about them. Do not do anything that you usually do throughout the week or pursue any interest that you usually do throughout the week. If you can do this, you'll find delight in Adonai. You'll find delight in the Most High. And that is our goal on the Sabbath day, is to find delight in our Elohim. To see rest as he sees rest. And then he said, if you can do this, he said, he will make you ride on the heights of the land. And check this out. He said, and he will feed you with the heritage of your ancestor, Yaakov or Jacob. So you want to get closer? You want to be more cultural? Dig into what it means to honor the Sabbath and not doing what you want to do. So it says, then honor it by not doing your usual things or pursuing your interests or speaking about them. Honor it in a way that honors the Most High. And then you can be fed with the heritage of your ancestor, Yaakov. And that's what a lot of, a lot of us are looking for. A lot, excuse me, I'm sorry. I didn't hit my mic. A lot of us are, are looking for more culture. 
A lot of us are looking for those ancient paths. So I know I went on a whole tirade, and I know a lot of us listening are not, are not people of pride. We're actually looking for those ancient paths in any kind of way we can find them. One of the best ways you can find them is to honor Shabbat in the way that honors the Most High. You'll, if you can find delight in him on Shabbat, you'll call Shabbat a delight. And there will truly be rest for your mind, your soul, and your body. A lot of people ask me, man, dang, y'all in, y'all in service all day. You know, from, 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 from early in the morning to all the way late at night. And I was like, yeah, I stay in my assembly all day in Shabbat. Where else do I need to be? There I'm, I'm fellowshipping with like-minded believers. I'm eating some good food. We're discussing things of Torah, of the written law, some oral law. Um, we're hearing a good message from our teachers. Like I'm being fed spiritually, physically. I'm in fellowship with my brothers and sisters who are in the way. Like that, that should give you rest and energy for the next six days that you have to work or deal with whatever you got to deal with. You should be looking forward to Shabbat each and every week because that's where you find your delight. That's where you find your rest. And be, excuse me, because it is a moed, which means a set apart time, that's where you're going to find, guess who? The creator of this world. It's not a coincidence that when we go into the Brit Hadashah, the Renewed Testament, that miracles are done on Shabbat on a regular basis. You want rest? You want to be healed? You want to be made whole? You want stuff to get right? Honor Shabbat in a way that honors him. So if, if you're working all week long, which none of us should be working on Shabbat, working stops. Working stops. If you're playing video games all week long, that stops. You don't do what you usually do. It's something that's set apart and it looks different from all the other days of the week. We come to a hard stop and we rest in him. And I can't tell you what your rest looks like because I don't know. I'm still learning myself. I'm still reading over Torah. We're still having discussions um, in our assembly when we, when we study the Torah. And that's what studying the Torah should be about, uh, having discussions and being open-minded and, and going back and forth with questions and answers and all these different things so we can learn and we can grow. And we, that's why it says iron sharpens iron. You're going back. So iron sharpens iron because it's rubbing back and forth on, 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 it, on itself, on another piece of iron. So we're going back and forth and back and forth and, and learning this and learning this. And somebody's pulling this out and somebody's pulling that out. And it, it's, it's, it's wonderful. But you, if, if you're not honoring the Sabbath, you can't have those kind of interactions. And I understand that there's some listening. You, you live in a city where um, there are, there's not like-minded people. Um, you live in a rural area where you just ain't got nothing. Hey, listen, sometimes YouTube is your best friend. Now, I, I, I pray that that's not your permanent. But if that's what it has to be, that's what it has to be. Um, it, it's more... Um, Beneficial for you if you can meet with people. You can touch and agree on some things. You can actually fellowship and eat with some people, as our ancestors did, the ancient ways. Because that's how it was meant to be. Um, so even if, even if you even know one person in a way, hey, maybe y'all, every other week, every week y'all swap places. 
y'all y'all come do Shabbat at your house and y'all watch whatever y'all watch on YouTube and y'all 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 cook a meal and whoever house that is they're responsible for cooking a meal or everybody brings something and the next week the other person hosts at their house or their apartment their their brownstone their their town whatever it may be like alternate days where if you only know one or two people in the way in your city your town hey alternate houses one week Shabbat's at your house. One week, Shabbat's at somebody else's house. One week, it's at another person's house. Uh, get a schedule together. Um, ask each other questions. Uh, don't be afraid to open up your oral, your oral traditions. Don't be afraid to, to dive deep into the Torah. Don't be afraid to dive deep into the prophets. Don't be afraid to dive deep into the writings. Don't be afraid to dive deep into the Brit Hadashah, the Renewed Testament, and ask questions. And challenge your brothers and your sisters that's in the way that you know. Because that's the only way that you're going to grow. That's the only way that you're really going to have find rest for your souls. So to sum all this up, because it's gone way longer than what I thought it was going to be. But in order to find rest for your souls, number one, you have, to, you have to ask about those ancient paths. For some of you, that means you're going to have to ask people that don't look like you. For others, there's some that you may can contact and reach out to that may have classes or whatnot. And they, they're Hebrew brothers and sisters. And I know for a lot of us that that is our preferred path. That's okay. That's okay. But some of us, you're not going to have that path. You're going to go have to ask a Jewish person, point blank, how do I do this? You're going to have to be humble about it. And number two, we have to really honor the Sabbath and make it a delight. And we do that by not doing all the things we do throughout the week. It has to look different. It's a set apart time. I hope this helped you. Um, I, I really do hope that um, you guys were uh, blessed by this. Um, I don't know any other way to tell you how to get rest for your soul, but how the scriptures tell you to get rest for your soul. Um, and that's through going, going back to the ancient paths. And that's by honoring Shabbat in a way that honors our father in heaven. Um, so again, I hope this blessed you. Um, as always, I pray that you uh, keep it 98 plus 2. Seek out the truth, live it, and inform others. Shalom, brothers and sisters.